Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, Hear our player interviews before anyone else and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. You wanted excitement? Well, now you've got it. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Yeah! Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. I'm Charles. Uh, Danny and Chesy are with me and together we'll be talking cobblers for the next oh, 50 minutes or so. Coming up, Danny Rose throws himself to the floor. Chesy gives Adam Morton a great big kiss on the head. And Abby Bruin tells us all about the NTFC women's latest victory. But first, I just wanted to say a great big well done to Danny for looking after things for me last week. And an even bigger well done to both Neil, who isn't here this week, and Jeffy for behaving themselves while uh, the head teacher was away. <laughs> I was quite proud of myself, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Off air, there were a lot more, <laughs> what should I say, raucous than they were on air, Charles. So. Oh, really? Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think we were raucous. <laughs> I think we were actually concerned for our own selves. It's true, it's true. Because bef- before you arrived, Danny we were thinking, right, how are we going to get away with this without getting sacked by Charles from our voluntary job? <laughs> I was I was just surprised that I managed to press the record button. Yeah, that's true. Anything I'm, I'm that very impressed. I thought it was a fantastic <laughs> pod. Lots of good feedback as well. Um, so, yes, thank you very much for listening last week and uh, welcome back to me. 
Welcome back, Charles. Good Hello, to have you Charles. Back. Welcome back. Thanks. Good to have some order Thanks, restored to this madhouse. I, I don't think there's going to be any order <laughs> being restored here somehow <laughs> this week. Uh, this is this is actually Charles, the first ever carbon neutral podcast, I believe. Is it? Yes, oh. it is. Yeah, uh, we've all we've all walked to the studio tonight. Hashtag podcast zero. Yeah, exactly. So I'm quite I'm quite proud of that. I came in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> that I am clipping for the highlight show. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. Uh, I love it. Oh, obviously, uh, we're recording on a Sunday night, and uh, I, I'm presuming we've all watched Chelsea versus Tottenham, or Tottenham versus Chelsea, as it actually was. I think uh, in the very first, uh, what did they call it? Was it Net Zero game? Net Zero. Is that what yeah, they were yeah. saying? Yeah. So they all basically cycled to the game and offset the cost of all the electricity for all the advertising boardings and all of this that and the other by eating no animals yeah. i presume is how it worked yeah. enjoyable enjoyable stuff neil was absolutely raging i have to say he's not here to defend himself but neil was raging at this earlier <laughs> he wasn't happy was he he was on the whatsapp group just like i don't, I don't agree no <laughs> I, I enjoyed it charles as, as you know may well think i would this is obviously not going to be changing much by itself, but it's, it's got to be the start of something rather than a token, isn't it? So let's see. Let's see what happens. Well, I, I think that's what, just to give Neil a bit of credit here and a bit of juice, I yeah. think that's what Neil was actually, and myself, were a little bit like, it's okay. that So, so if anybody that doesn't know, I think Tottenham and Chelsea both wore, their, their kits were made, am I right in saying they were made from recycled material? Um, and there was a lot of other sort of initiatives and activities going on. Like there was no meat sold in the stadium, was there? There, uh, all the fans were encouraged to take public transport or ride a bicycle um, or walk, of course, to the game itself. All of this, lots and lots of good stuff that was going on to raise awareness to you know reduce our carbon footprint. I think it is. And Neil pointed out quite rightly that, in my opinion. That it's all well and good them doing this, but if they just do it for the one game, what's the point? Yeah, but yeah, I think there's always a start, isn't there? It's always got to be a starting thing. It's what they do from here that's the that's the big thing. So, well, surely Forest Green is where it starts. There we go. That's, that's where everything starts, Charles. Is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> the Big Bang originated one day in Dalesworth. <laughs> At the top of the hill. <laughs> one, bottom of the hill. It's the one, bottom of the hill. Bottom of the hill, sorry. One one observer in a claret kit was munching on a burger and throwing it <laughs> down the hill at them. Eating a meat platter. <laughs> Out of interest, what do you think we could change at Sixfields to make things a bit more carbon neutral? A park and ride from Jimmy's End. Oh, that's, a that's great actually idea. not a bad suggestion. Actually. Yeah, exactly. That's a good Come suggestion. on, I'm using my common sense here. I ain't got much of it, but yeah. So pick them all up for. So basically, go round the local pubs, almost like a, a sweeping a, up a, a non <laughs> like what you've got a sober pub crawl um, from the bus driver. So the bus driver picks up everybody on route. So they do, they stay in the pub they want to do, and then they just filter up. And by the time I think Sevens is one of the last pubs on the way up, isn't it? So you just sweep all of the fans up <laughs> from the pubs and then just keep going. Alternatively, obviously, you could use my tractors, but that wouldn't fit <laughs> as many people on. So let's no. use, use buses. So you bust them up and then you Also, just... it's a long way to get your tractors from Watch It. 
up to Northampton. I think yeah, that, that kind might... of defeats the object in a little way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. D- well, yes. I could. I mean, I could hire from my my friends in Northamptonshire that run farms. I'm sure, but <laughs> I'd like the idea though. Yes, yeah, I'll be I'm honest. Good. With you. Yeah, I'm good. And, great and, and it would it would uh, have a second good thing about it as well is that as well as. I was going to say sucking up the people that were going to go to that's the wrong way to say it. I'm so sorry. As well as picking up the ones that want to go to the game, you also force those that don't to come and then you increase attendances at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. If you had a couple of drinks, you just sat there and a bus turns up and everyone gets on it. You're like, oh, what's going on here? The party yeah, yeah, going especially on. if that bus is for free. Turned turn out to be like the Venga bus coming into rocking at Sixfields, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> the cobbler's boys are coming <laughs> and everybody's jumping. Yes. Um, no, I like that. That's a good idea. The, the one thing is, if, if everyone's having a drink, then they wouldn't be driving anyway, would they? So they'd be walking. So they might not need the bus. Yeah, but it's a long old way. Mm. If you imagine you've got perhaps disabled supporters or supporters that are not steady on their feet or just old supporters that don't want to walk or just people that don't want to walk in general. Plus, plus there's the danger that someone might go, oh, there's another pub halfway to, to the game and go <laughs> yes, in there and miss the match. Use it as a pub crawl instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This idea is exactly. getting, uh, getting me more and more interested as we go do you, on. Justin. Do you know, though, I actually think that while we're kind of on the subject of improving things for, for the conference, a lot, a lot has been said recently, I've noticed, on the, the various uh, forums and groups and, and, and whatnot about the ways that the cobblers could be looking to improve. I mean, we've talked about it before, haven't we, about the big screen seems to have one square that isn't quite working yeah. normally there's allegedly or apparently some windows that are not fixed in the west end concourse that are yeah like that's the problem <laughs> some windows 95 that's the problem charles <laughs> hey hmm. um uh but i mean what what kind of things would would you like to see improved if there was something small that you could do to improve it because obviously the big conversation that you have is that six was isn't very good and blah, 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 redevelopment blah 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 but if you could improve it Without you know, with minimal spend, what what one thing would you guys do? Any ideas, Danny? Well, with minimal spend, it takes away some of our income, but the prices of the food inside the stand is ridiculous. Have you've touched on before, like the prices of the Haribo and the the beers and the beers? I think has actually gone down, but the, the, just a bottle of Coke and hot dogs and stuff like that inside the ground is mad prices where you can get them just as cheap from like the BP garage across the road or the, you know, the local vans that rock up. It's get, get that sorted. So they've, they've got, they've got the card machines. Yeah. I, pre- I, I think it's just, what you're saying. It's, it's trying to get people in. I think the ground is what okay. I'm trying to say. It's like, and it's not, it's not that welcoming. I don't think to be going in and you're like, especially if you take your kids and stuff, you're buying a couple of bags of Haribo. You, you're basically you remortgaging your house, aren't you, Danny? <laughs> well, I rent, so no, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you're saying though. It's it's that thing of when you once you're inside, and you're then going and uh, you would think as a football club, any football club, this is not just Northampton, but any club will want to maximise. You know the the, and I hate using this term for football fans. You know, but they'll want to maximise the customers that go through the turnstiles, won't they? So it's putting them off. Yeah, having prices yeah. so high. I will. I will suggest i don't know this for definite but if the food and and whatnot isn't all in-house then they don't necessarily have any say in how much the pricing is and it may like so when it comes down to things like the beer in cars bar i mean i know just 
from experience of running pubs for a living for quite a number of years, that the contract with Carlsberg will mean that they won't be allowed to have like local beers on as such. Like they can't just go to Phipps Brewery and say, could you give us a couple of barrels every week? Uh, or every you know couple of weeks for the home games that we can then sell cheaper. Carlsberg just simply won't allow it. Or Carlsberg will turn around and go, yeah, sure, you can become a free house, so to speak, but you'll now pay more money to us for the privilege of that. So either way, it wouldn't really make any difference to the price of the beer whatsoever. Do you know what you could have, Charles? Just thinking, for winter months, right? Although, I mean, all year, all round, right? You know how people like Bovril and Soup and stuff? If you were to get a reusable, carbon-friendly cup, for two fifty or whatever, and dotted around. I'm thinking West Stand because it's inside. Dotted around the ground, you have um, little like vending machines where you can just pour your own mug of soup, and it's refillable. So you can do what you want with that, but you pay for it in the first instance as such. They're not going to go through barrels of it. People aren't going to be drinking fifteen pints of tomato soup, are they? But <laughs> it'd be quite nice in the winter when it's cold. I mean, that would be a way of potentially also reducing the amount of queues. Absolutely. But I think it's like, to me, it's all about like what you go to a ground for before a game, what entices you to go early is meeting up with your mates and, and meeting up with people. So it's got to be something to do with that. And I know the people who have been like pushing for the hotel in situation and all that kind of thing have thrown some ideas around. But it's got to be something I think that's not maybe not to do with the prices or all this kind of thing. It's to do with what you do there and it's meeting your mates how like, how do we get people to come down and do that at the ground rather than at the pub? I think it's quite a big thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I think if you could get something, some form of entertainment or reason for being at the ground earlier. Dead banana. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Then that would be a, a, a definite a, a pull. That's what you want, isn't it? Something that pulls in the crowds. And obviously we know with football, the vast amount of times that you, know, you, you end up with... Um, High attendances is when your team is performing well on the pitch, but that's I, I would I would say that is out of anybody's hands, really, isn't it? I mean, that's maybe a ridiculous thing to say. Of course, the manager has something to do with that. Of course, the the, the chairman and the board of directors have got something to do with that. But at the end of the day, as the old saying goes, once those players cross the white line, it's all on them. It's, it it kind of runs parallel, doesn't it? Because you've got the both things happen at the same time every week, right? So you've got people going into the stadium, having food, having beer, buying things, going and sitting in their seats, and the players play every week, right? Two things happen, but they never cross. We can't control what the players are doing. The players can't control the cost of the hot dogs. Do you see? Yes. So it is yeah. a complete parallel through. So yeah. Okay. Um, well, on Saturday, we had a quite an entertaining match, didn't we? After. After John Brady saying he wanted to get us up off of our seats before the season started, it's finally happened. Yes. Yes. Right off that seat. <laughs> right off it. Right off it. <laughs> Do you know, though, it was a very, very, very entertaining game. As much as I will say this, I only really know that having watched it back on iFollow. Yes. Yeah, I did the same today. <laughs> and the commentary, as much as it can try and tell you what's going on actually to what to watch it back if anyone's got eye followed i'd recommend doing it because it's, it's a proper pulsating game from start to finish what if there was a few more goals charles you know what i'd, I'd be saying right now but oh I it's not enough it's not it enough. might be a 
well, ding and a dong involved. Well, I don't think we're going to get many ding dongs this year. No, but if, no. If there'd been two or three more goals in this one, it definitely would have been because it was proper end to run right to the end. And it's good to see. Like, I think if we'd have lost 1 0, we'd been disappointed. But I think the way we played, it was actually, it was really high tempo. It was really committed. It was really committed. And for it was probably more so even than Tuesday night, I'd say. And to do that at home, I think you've got to do that in your home games because. Like nine times out of ten, you're going to come out with a win, hopefully, against the weaker teams. And this was against one of the teams that are probably going to be up there. Um, there was nothing wrong with the performance at all, I don't think. There was one or two moments, but in terms of the, the style and the way we played, it was great. I think it's that old adage, isn't it, of when, when you're at home, you, it's not that you expect to win necessarily, but you expect to at least see the team going for the win if that makes sense. Something that we didn't necessarily have last season, uh, as we've talked about numerous amounts of times. I disagree with you there slightly, Charles. Okay. Because I do expect to win. If I'm, if I, okay, to, uh, all right, I drive a long way to Sixfields, but regardless of whether I do that or not, if I lived 10 minutes from Sixfields and I'm going to watch the football and I'm making an effort to go and watch my team, I expect them to come out and win. Do you expect them to win or do you expect them to uh, to, to put in the performance that would lead to a win nine Both. times out of ten. Both. I expect them to win. I And that's my expectation, which is largely why I've spent most of my life fulfilled with disappointment. Um, <laughs> but, but actually, you know, if as a fan, I expect my team to come out all guns blazing and, and win that match you know, in, in whatever way possible. You know, Newport on Tuesday night, we did that through effectively gritting our teeth and standing firm. We played really entertaining football on Saturday and all right, we didn't get the win, but we played with the intent, right? Um, and a bit like Danny said, I don't think anyone would be disappointed with that performance. But aren't you saying that you should be disappointed because we didn't win? But I expect them to win. My expectation is them, for them to win. So, so your expectation wasn't matched then by the result? It's not that it's not matched. It's that my expectation as a fan going to a match and putting in that money and that effort to go to that match, I, I wouldn't want to sit there just for a draw, if that makes sense. That's no, not course. what I hope. Or maybe it's the word hope's more prominent. That's not what I hope for. I hope to walk away with three points, right? And I yeah. think that anything less than that, you're wanting more. And yeah, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you see what I, I mean? Th- I think... I think I see what you, I do see what you mean. I mean, I would I would say that I always go and hope that we're going to win. I there will definitely be some games that I go expecting to win, but I don't think necessarily Swindon is one of those games that I would ever expect us to win. If that can, makes sense, can I, I caveat think Swindon that, are a though? bit of a well, I, I, I just think that Swindon and Swindon are a little bit of a side that not that we struggle against, but we don't we, we don't always beat them. Is no, what I'm saying. I agree, but I'm going to caveat my point. I expect mm. as a football fan to go and be entertained and win, right? Just my expectation, but from from a personal point of view and from a from like an emotional point of view. I set myself up to lose every time, if that makes sense. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? I set myself up for the disappointment, although my expectation yeah. is much higher. So it's it's effectively like going to McDonald's and ordering a Big Mac, but the Big Mac's sold out and you can't get it. Do you see what I mean? Okay. So I yeah, expect I mean. the yeah. Big Mac and I want the Big Mac because I like Big Mac burgers, but it's sold out. 
It's all cobblest to me. It's not sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Charles. I thought yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, one thing that the referee didn't love was uh, a, a goal. That it's not the referee that didn't love it. Scored. It's four officials. Absolutely well, shocking. Absolutely. Well, there you go, Jeffrey. Go on, take it away. I just think basically what it is is that they haven't got the how do, how do I put this politely? Balls. balls. Yeah, they haven't got the balls to actually just make the decision, have they? And this is the problem with the standard of refereeing. Look, there is standard of refereeing we know in League Two is is woeful. We expect them to have a certain professional standard, like with every profession. That was not good enough, and it needs to be addressed. And the fact that the highlights, the official highlights, do not show that disallowed goal. I think tells everybody what they need to know about that decision. That decision needs to be analysed by whatever refereeing body that needs to, because it should not have been disallowed on the basis that the fourth official had a problem with it. The fourth official's job is not to do that. I I think that, because obviously this week actually, in, in terms of football as a whole, has had you know decisions made by referees have come up quite a lot and the the level of performance of which le- referees in this country have has been talked about quite a bit so um obviously there's what's happened at sixfields on saturday with that goal there's been over the premier league over the weekend there was a lot of talk of the var system and whether it was being used i think the the man united west ham game for example Cristiano Ronaldo has what looks to be a stonewall penalty at one end and then 30 seconds later down the other end and a penalty is awarded for handball. Rightly, I will say it's handball. It's the law of handball that, in my opinion, is rubbish in that situation. But that's my my opinion on it. Um, so let's talk about that. And then also, Danny, I don't know if you know about this, but the WSL game that happened last week. It was Manchester City. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, against Tottenham. And Tottenham win the game by basically scoring, well... And the ball. (laughs) What the situation is, is that the FA are not strong enough on their stance in refereeing. They need a complete reform of refereeing in this country because if you look at this country as a whole in comparison to all other refereeing countries and footballing countries, we are... 400 miles away from them in terms of standard. You don't get this in the European leagues. Why should we have it here? It's not acceptable. It's not good enough. It needs a complete overhaul. And we need to bring it right down from grassroots. And the one thing that we also need to do on parallel to that is to really make sure that we're protecting referees in terms of making sure that they feel enticed to go and do that job and not be abused for it. But by doing that, we have to raise the standard. The FA have to work to try and improve this because without that, we have no foundation for refereeing in this country going forward because it is not appealing to anybody. If you're an 18-year-old lad that really likes football and wants to get into refereeing, realistically, are you going to do it when you know that the abuse is attached to it? No, you're absolutely not. It needs a reform. It needs to be improved. And the idea that referees need to be protected needs to come in. But the way they need to be protected is that they need to be in the position where they're getting better standards and therefore fans are not feeling able, which, by the way, is wrong, to abuse these referees. They shouldn't be abused. It's absolutely wrong. 
but the standard needs to be higher. I think I've maybe said this before, but the fact is, is that we are we are going to watch a professional football team or two professional football teams play against each other in what is a professional league in you know the best country in terms of football in my opinion in the world and yet our referees below the premier league are not full time yeah and that's the wrong thing that's wrong yeah i it? appreciate the fact is is that therefore you need to pay them but just think about it this way so jack grealish is on well, I can't even comprehend the amount of money that he's on. If we can afford to play, sorry, pay players an extortion amount of money, why can't we give professional referees, so referees that, and you know, go down to sort of League Two, why can't we afford in this country, in football, to pay referees, I don't know, what, 30, 35,000 pounds a year as a salary to be a professional career for them rather than it being something that they do as a part-time second job i think like one of the main things as well is that we need to potentially like as fans as podcasters as people who comment on the game pick up when they're doing well as well because a lot any any time you you talk about referees it's usually in a bad light in it like there's there's for someone who's watching, like you say, about young lads watching, not wanting to get into referees because of all the abuse, we need to recognise when a referee's done a good job, which is a lot more difficult when, than when they've done, you know, made a yeah. couple of awful decisions. Danny? Um, it's hard, yeah. Yes, when was Jeff? the last time you saw a League Two referee have a good game? Well, that's the thing. I, I can't remember because we don't, we don't notice it at the time. But if we're not noticing it, then they've probably done a good job, right? But it's it's, it's one of those things, you know, like the scrappy midfielder who plays for your team that you'd never really notice but if we don't concede a goal that it's done a good job it's that kind of thing and I feel like if they've gone through the game and not made a bad decision we probably need to pick on pick up on it as well as we do for the negative stuff which is a lot more difficult to do I genuinely genuinely in my 25 years of supporting the cobblers can't recall a game that I've seen where a ref referee has been completely completely unbiased made no howlers of decisions. No, in in but fairness, is, though, you're never biased. going to see that because you are you are biased as a Cobblers fan. That is fan. absolutely so true, yes. You're not ever... No, I, I don't believe that any of us would be able to go to a Cobblers game, watch a match and then come out of it and, and go, that referee was spot on for both teams. I think the very most or the very least that you could come out with and say is that maybe... Uh, and you see this written a lot, a lot of the time, don't you? The referee was poor for both teams. And and that's you know, but you you can't you never see, and I don't think you can purely because of your own biases as as football fans supporting one club. You're never going to be able to turn around and actually go. I think the referee was good there, unless you are a referee yourself. So somebody like Pete Walton, when he's commentating on you know on Radio Northampton or where you're listening to him when he's on BT Sport. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because he's you know the joke is that Pete always sides with the referee. Doesn't matter what's happened, Pete will always back the referee. And in a way, that's because of everything that you've just said, Chessie. Because it's because us as football fans, we will never do that because of the bias. Where his bias is towards the referees, despite the fact that he's a that he's a cobbler's fan at heart. Um, but I do think it's a conversation worth having, and I do think it's one of those where 
you know, if we were to see something that was right, yeah, you can turn around and say, well, he got that decision right. And I think we do every now and again when it happens. Yeah, but this this is probably not a good example of it. No, it's not. <laughs> That's the only problem. It was, it? <laughs> it was pretty bad. This there was, was, did you see not. the bit where, the, was it Danny Rose who, someone clattered into him. It was a clear foul. Rolly I think Polly it was Rosie. Like, Rolly Polly Rosie, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, he got clattered, didn't he? He got clattered, and then the ref just goes over to him, over to him, and stares at him. Mm. And he just like gives him like a death stare and moves on. And then I think they went on and had a chance or something. But I would, I yeah. would imagine though that he was staring at him because Danny Rose was giving him a stare back in roly poly fashion. Just... <laughs> Maybe that's think... what Danny Rose was trying to do. Maybe he's just trying to trying to make a the, challenge. The thing that they the thing the that bar, I've seen on they? Twitter, yeah. The thing that I've seen on Twitter was that Danny Rose had literally just given the referee a barrage of abuse not too <laughs> long before it. So it was maybe the referee evening that score up a little bit. He's going to get sent off soon, isn't he? Free kick. I, don't know. I, I don't. I look. I, I I like. I say I like it. I don't like it to the extent that he does it with with the shithousery. Um, the way that Charlie Good used to do it. And he would always get the decision, wouldn't he? But do you think that maybe that's because he didn't do it constantly all the time? I mean, I'm not saying that he did or he didn't. I'm asking the question here. Danny Rose, it feels like to me, that's basically what he does, is he throws himself on the floor at every opportunity he gets. Mm, And that's maybe why he doesn't get as many of the decisions, because the referees just go, you're always on the floor, mate. I also think, though, Charles, right, that... It's funny, isn't it, how it, we've, we've come one large circle here because I reckon it all goes back to the standard of refereeing, doesn't it? Because it, you can fall on both sides here. So Danny Rose, we could argue as as our fans, he doesn't get enough because he gets fouled a lot and is constantly on the floor. On the other hand, he goes down far too easily and should have free kicks gone the other way, right? We can say that because we, we see it every week. But that's down to, again, the refereeing standard. So he's exploiting it. Why not? Yes. Crack on. But it's not working though, is it? That, that, well, the point is, is that actually not. it's not working because he doesn't get the free kicks every time. Mm. Yeah, it's reputation, and that, isn't it, for his raise? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's almost like now the referees are loath to give him the decision because they, th- in their head they're going, well, he's always going down. Yeah. He's always trying to get that decision. So... Now the referee's got it in their mind. And this is, again, like you're saying, it does go back to the standard of refereeing because it isn't all just about knowing the laws of the game. It's also about, I suppose, mental strength, mental toughness in that situation and being able to deal with the the, the aftermath that your decision can cause. But it's, it's that thing, isn't it, where you go, I'm not going to give that decision now because you're always there. The reputation is is that you you not that you dive, but that you're always going down and you're going down very easily. I can't just continually give you the decision every time, which is why I think you see with games with Danny Rose playing that he probably gets maybe half of the decisions given for him that he goes down for, and half of them are just waved away. It's probably fairly equal, but it's very unlikely, I think, that you'll actually ever get a penalty. Danny Rose goes down in the box. I I know he's not necessarily done it in a game and therefore the question hasn't been asked, but I do think that when it comes to it, we're not going to get the penalty unless it is the most blatantly obvious hacking down of Danny Rose. 
I just think his reputation will go before him and therefore the referee will just wave play on, regardless of whether it was a penalty or not. I think you might be right there, Charles. So stop stop throwing yourself on the floor. Should we talk about the king? <laughs> the king? Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. Can we talk about the, the gif? When, when are we talking oh, about the, the gif? gif? We need to talk about the king and the gif. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't got to the goal yet, Daddy. It's fine. We haven't. Uh, che- Chesy, I've got some news for you. You mm-hmm. asked for correct pronunciation of oh, the king's name. Oh, yes. Can we have it? So the correct pronunciation yes. of the king's name is Elvis Presley. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so it is koi, like koi carp. Yeah. And then key. As koi in key. Billy key. Yeah. So it's koi key. So <laughs> where's this information? I need verification. Is this Well, that, that information source? has come from a reliable source at the football club. Yes. Oh, fab. Koi key. Fab. Right. King koi key. Right. Basically, what a legend. What an app. I mean, he is just magnificent, isn't he? He was outstanding, Sapti, and I think that fully deserving of the old man of the match. Really, really good. Solid performance. Really like what he's doing. He's becoming a firm favourite in the Jeffy household. <laughs> becoming? <laughs> that already is. It took about oh, five minutes on the say. opening day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, um, I, can I throw something in, Jeffy, which you're not going to like? Ooh. I know what you're going to say, and it's a fight, flat fight, name. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he was man of the match. Oh, Danny! Second, I Please, think he got uh, a little. We do not need this negativity on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only because I thought someone played better than him. He did well. He played well, but um, I thought I'm he got a little this. bit. It, I thought he got a little bit caught out for the goal. No, not having it. Not didn't completely happen. his fault, but no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Okay. Danny, don't know what you're seeing. <laughs> uh, Danny, who do, who do you think deserve man of the match then? Uh, I, had, uh, I had little Jack Salby down, Charles. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's one of these, like I was saying earlier. Why, why is he little? He's just, just a little jack, isn't he? He's not little, is he? He's not as little as Sam or Danny, is he? Or not Johnny. you, Danny, Danny Rose. Little Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Rose. <laughs> little Johnny Max said, yeah. No, he's not that little, but no, he's um, diminutive, though, and he gets about the pitch quite a lot. And I think on Tuesday okay. night and tonight, uh, tonight, <laughs> Saturday afternoon, sorry, <laughs> he. Um, he stepped up, I think. He's he's getting in there. The four four two seems to suit him. Like playing with Mcwaza seems to suit him. He's doing, I think, a lot of the stuff that we thought he was going to do when he first came in terms of breaking like the play a new up. Signing, and, yeah, a little bit. Is. And he was getting a bit further forward than McWilliams and, and getting stuff going and getting stuck in. And um, yeah, it's one to keep an eye on, I think, because he's he's uh, he's putting himself mm. about. And I thought he did really well on Saturday. Just just before we talk about uh, the GIF. Yes. Um, which I know you want to, uh, Danny. Um, <laughs> just going back to the King for a second, Jeffy. Um, he's only got one year on his contract. Can we just extend it to 44? <laughs> that would be mm. great. It's not but, Alan Pardew. I mean, he'll be nearly 60 then. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be dead. Will I be dead? Maybe. <laughs> could be dead. Potentially. I he could. His contract could outlive me. Oh dear! But I, I, I do, I do worry a little bit now that he's only on. You know, he's only got a deal to the end of the season. If he continues playing like this, it's only a matter of time, isn't it? Before he's gonna, he's gonna end up signing for somebody else, like a bigger club. And we're not gonna get. And the the worst bit is going to be is that we won't get anything for it. I'm quite or concerned him, that you're bringing this say. up. Uh, this is this is quite. Concerning. My concern is is that get him on an extended can't give him an extra year on his contract get to at in. least give us a, that little bit of security, so that if somebody does come in for him at the end of this season after he's had a barnstormer, which he looks like he's going to have, and let's face it, he's going to have to have because I think Millsy's probably out for 
longer than we we all thought he might be at first. Uh, judging by what happened uh, or what was said rather after poor old Sid's injury has uh, left him out for pretty much the end of the season. Um, I'm just worried that a, a bigger team is going to come in and just take him. Okay, so so serious point here, okay? Mm. Kind of king aside, I think what we need to do is uh-huh. we need to give him a chance to see how he, how he goes and the important thing I think is for him to, you know, he's got to carry this on now. This form has to be continued. And like you said, I think contract talks may be a bit early. I think we just need to work out what he's about, whether he can maintain that level and what he brings mm. when we're under real pressure. Because we're only what? How many league games are we in? Nine, ten, something like that? It's eight, isn't it? Oh, is it not? Right. Okay. So I think we really need to just give it a couple of months and see, because don't forget that we're we know as a club we're a work in progress um he could be quite key to that work in progress especially if we start scoring and free scoring and we get some strike force somewhere I think it's really important that his levels maintained so that we can go out and do that and it it's not it doesn't stagnant it's not stagnant and it doesn't just stay at the defense because it's very easy in games where you're in control of those games for the wing backs to move out and move up the pitch and the yeah. the central defence do their job, right? But when we're under more pressure and when we're facing bigger, uh, not bigger, that's not the right phrase, better opponents or opponents that play better football, we need to still be able to utilise that skill. So it's we need to really make sure that this is going in the right direction and that he's playing consistently at a good level. I think the whole contract thing, maybe not quite yet, Charles. I think we just need to... Ooh. We need to work out whether this can be sustained because let's face it, and this is credit to him, he was second choice, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he stepped up into the first team, done a brilliant job, become a Jeffy favourite, so he's got to be doing something right. But he needs to maintain that level and that level has to be reachable in in every game. And that's really important for us. Really, really important. So Charles, I think yeah. we just need to... Get him in. Be measured. Yeah, measured, just give him, give him, give him another year. There you yeah, go. Get him in there. It's it. those lung busting runs, isn't it, that he makes and just bursts forward. Just can't help falling in love with him, can you? Give him a bit of security by having the extra year, so that he he feels like you know I'm I'm wanted. You know, and then you know, and then we've got the security of if another club comes in, they've got to pay for him. Yeah, I, that's, that's I mean, he's a, he's a quality lad. He's 22. Yeah. I think that's the key. Is he's 22 years old? Uh, Danny, goal yes. gift, go. Oh, yes, what go a Danny. gift! This may be one of my favourite gifts I've ever seen us make. A because it involves Adam Morton, which is mm-hmm. three hundred points. Club legend. I think he was involved in was he involved in Hoskins one as well, or the one Wem- of the other Wembley ones. Wembley one. Yeah. No, I think I don't uh, know if it's somebody this season. There was one the other there? week. Yeah, he the was one there. the other week. Um, he gets carried, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah or yeah. he's carrying. Maybe. Maybe it was Sam. I think. I think he picks Sam up, doesn't he? Yeah, good well done. But um, yeah, getting Adam Morton in is massive points. So, little kiss on the head from Horseville. Little shake oh, of the shoulders. What a what a, what a great goal. What a great goal Absolutely. as well, by the way. To go along with oh, it. Oh, what a header! Brilliant goal. Yes. Brilliant goal. And Arched so his neck, didn't he? So he arched, he arched it. Arched it in. Loved it. Arched it. Nice try. Praise a giraffe fool. Giraffe mention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, well, look, I, th- I think to sum up the match, uh, both sides could have won it. Yeah. 
not listening to it and only following it through social media from my point of view just just are horrible um but also relaxing strangely i'd kind of actually made the decision that oh we're not going to win this from about 45 minutes and when they I scored. just relaxed. I think it was when they scored. I was like, oh, we're not scoring two here because we don't score yeah. very often. But <laughs> you, I think there's... You were proved correctly. Yeah, I was, I was, but... Well, technically not, Charles. Uh, yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. But um, we're, we're set pieces. I now get excited, more excited by set pieces than I do when we're going through and trying to score a goal from open play. It's like, it's like one of them things that builds up and we're going to get a reputation for it, which is going to make people worried, I think, playing us from set pieces. And I can tell the fans were getting up for it as well. Like every time we got a corner or free kick, everyone was getting a little bit more excited, I think. At the same time, though, it'd be good if we could score from open play as well. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything wrong with playing to your strengths either. No, I don't. I agree with Danny. But I, do you know what I also think? I think that Atete needs to show some real solid strength. And as soon as he shows that, I reckon he'll, he'll go on a goal scoring run. He's not, he's not got the strength at the moment. It doesn't feel like he's got that ability to stay on his feet he just kind of falls over quite a lot so I think if he can build his strength and the thing is it's very different coming from like a Premier League academy right and then coming down to League Two me and Sean were talking about this at the Newport game um you know this the strength is totally different and the type of player is totally different and the type of play is totally different if he can adapt to that and stay on his feet a little bit more and start scoring. I think. I think we've got something there. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. It, it reminds me a lot of when Dominic Calvert Lewin came down. Yeah, he was nowhere near as bulked as he is now. Um, there's oh, nowhere God, near as much like strength about him. You wouldn't have picked him out and said he's the one that's going to go on and play for England. Kind of thing. Not saying that Atete will, but I think he's 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 here to learn basically, isn't he? and he'll get a lot of experience from it. And I think he will start scoring. It'll be inevitable. I think. I hope but, so. Yeah. Uh, well, look. Um, I think I think we've done all we can over that game. Now we're we're fourth, which is good. Yes, very happy, positive pod, all good. Um, it's it's time for some of this. It's time to read your letters out to hear what you all think about. The mighty cobblers from the town Are we going up or staying down? Just have a rant or have some fun At itsallcobblers at gmail.com A tweet, WhatsApp or on the slack It's time to empty Neil's sack I'll get me coat Yes, it's time to dip into the post bag once more. Uh, Danny, you've mm. got an email first. I have got an email from Peter French. Uh, Peter says, thank you for this week's pod, uh, which really cheered me up as I'm laying in bed with COVID. So we really hope you get well soon, get Peter. Well soon. Get, get well, well soon. Get well soon, Peter. Yeah. Glad the podcast could be of some help. Uh, he says, uh, on the discussion about injury time following the Newport match, I do remember a longer injury time in a Sixfields match. It was the match Alex Nichols got his horrendous injury against Port Vale. It was, as I recall, a 2pm kickoff, but we were almost leaving the Saints as the Saints were finishing. Keep up the good work. I always look forward to the pod. Thank you, Peter. And I think that's, yeah, I'd forgotten about that one. That was monstrous injury time, wasn't it? Mm, That was 19 Mm. minutes, wasn't it? Oh, crikey. That's so long. It was was terrible. But big up Alex Nichols. He's now a firefighter. He is. He is. 
He's now achieved the dream. I don't know if you uh, listen. I think we did a memory lane episode with Alex Nichols, and uh, he was talking about wanting to. I think it was emulating his father, who was a firefighter. It was either his father or his grandfather. I can't quite remember, but go back and listen to that episode, and, and you'll find out. So it's good. I'm, I'm really pleased for him. He's gone and uh, achieved that goal. So best of luck to Alex. And, and again, thank you to Peter for the, uh, the kind comments as well. I've got a uh, Christmas present, Charles, for Jeffy that someone sent oh. in. Uh, Stu oh. Bailey has sent in a picture of uh, a Christmas present for Jeffy. Oh, my God. I've just sent it to you, <laughs> oh, Jeffy. that's brilliant. <laughs> that Can you describe so what you're seeing, cool. Jeffy? So basically what it is, right, is Santa, <laughs> and he's on a tractor. <laughs> But Why is it? Santa have you with seen the spelling? Tractor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Tarkter>. <laughs> it's spelled incorrectly. Santa <laughs> with steam tractor. That's how you say it down here, Charles. Tractor. <laughs> oh, oh that's this is so too. cool. I would like, not going to lie, I'd love Rudolph to guide a tractor instead of a sleigh one year. Oh. That Surely that's so happened in Watch It before, that isn't it? That must have happened. Come on. That's we've had, happened we've had, we have that round here. Santa, Santa drives a tractor around here every Christmas. Well, Santa in 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 Watch It does his full tour on, on a full sledge on Christmas Eve and sees all the children before they go to bed on Christmas Eve. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Get him in. Go on, Santa. I tell you what, Stu, that is great. Does it sing? Oh, my life, it sings. It plays (laughs) tractor sounds, lads. Oh, we've lost Jeffy. Oh, Uh, it it plays tractor sounds. She's gone. She's gone shopping. It plays tractor sounds. It (laughs) plays tractor sounds. I mean, I hear that every day, but that is a dream. Go on, Stu. Love that. Daddy, any more? Yeah, yeah, Gary from Twitter's back. Haven't heard from him for a while. Go on, Gary. Official Hi, Gary. title, Gary from Twitter. Uh, he says, Battenberg with John Guthrie should have been the title of last week's pod. <laughs> Which I completely agree with. Oh, <laughs> um, well, you, maybe you should have made, told me to put it as that then, shouldn't you? Well, I'm, I'm not as creative as Gary from Twitter, Charles. Yeah, you that's true. Um, Michael Bones <laughs> has been in touch uh, on Slack. Bonesy. He says, really entertaining game that. In spells, I thought we played some of our best football this season. I think Sowerby has been class since coming back from injury. Feels like a new signing and deserving to keep his spot. Also feel his presence benefits McWilliams' game, and they are the best duo I've seen from the different combos we've tried. Uh, Koiki, solid again, as usual. One of the signings of the season, I think. Now we just need the forward lot to start finding the net, and I think we could reinforce our presence in the top seven, onwards and upwards. Spot on. Yeah, yeah I agree on. with that. I think it's a great yeah. point about McWazza as well, because McWazza seemed a lot better on Saturday as well, with Salby in there. Mm. Um and Craig West has been in touch. He says, the crowd were really entertained today and got behind the players. Great stuff. We could have won it if it wasn't for that meddling official. <laughs> <laughs> Horseful's interview is worth watching for the cameo appearance from Adam Morton. Oh, yes. I saw yes. that as well. That was very good. Having on, having Morton just appear. That was good. I, I agree with the um, the crowd being really up for it. But I wonder how much of that was down to the fact that Swindon brought a decent allocation and were in the south stand. Yeah, I think that's part of it, but I think we were also a lot better when we were one nil down than we usually are, from what I saw. Um, like usually we're one nil down, it's a bit dreary, and everyone's like, "Oh, here we go again," kind of thing. Whereas Salby came off, we got a good applause. We were making chances right near the end, and people were still applauding and getting behind them to push for that equaliser. So I think it was a lot different, and we seem to be appreciative of what we're doing, and that's a great sign, I think, because because by the start of the next game, we're going to be even more up for it again. I think we talked about this, didn't we, at the forum? And, we, and we've actually been talking about it this week, haven't we, boys? 
it's that thing of being afforded patience, which the Brady Bunch absolutely have. And I think that's been really key. Um, if you consider the first eight games and the fact that it is a work in progress, but they have, we have as a fan base, largely, we've been very patient with that because we know and we really buy into already what they're trying to do with people like Keith Curl and, dare I say it, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. For Keith Curl in particular, the puzzle was never coming together and it just felt like a really long slog. With Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, it just looked like a completely lost course and there's no there was no connection with the fans and we everyone felt so very disconnected even though we were there um and I think this this setup people have really bought into this and we're desperate for it to work aren't we as a fan base we really want these three to re- be the people that is almost changes the club and kickstarts this this complete overhaul of of the direction of the club and we we're so desperate for these three to do it and I think that's really quite important and what is contributing to the atmosphere and I think it's a really positive thing I think the club the club has a lot of positives at the moment we're going in a good direction and by the way that doesn't necessarily correlate with the fact that even if this season doesn't end where we definitely want it to maybe if we were to end you know, 12th, 13th, maybe even 14th, it still doesn't necessarily mean that we've not done good things. This is a positive sign. We're building on something positive. Patience is key. I think it's going to be really interesting. The next home game is against Sutton United, which automatically people are going to think we're going to go and win that. And Yeah, that is a game I expect us to win. Exactly, and that's the atmosphere then will be tested, I think, in that kind of situation. If we're not winning in the first like half hour, 45 minutes or so, it's going to be a completely different atmosphere. So they've got to brace themselves mm. to, to actually mm. go out and be yeah. be the bigger team almost and be like the push our game on them. And we that'll be after that game, it'll be 10 games, I think, as well into the season. So that'd be a good little barometer of where we're, where we're at after that, I think. Absolutely. Well, um, at the start of the season, we invited you to send in your jingles for your chance to win a signed cobbler's ball. And, uh, oh boy, did you enter? Wow. We had some stunners. Absolutely loads of you sent some jingles in. I think we've played most of them over the course of the last few weeks. Um, We will continue to play all of them, by the way. Um, But we have to now pick a winner. And it's going to be quite tough. I think the only way that we can potentially do this is to actually give out a joint first. It has to go down to, we've already heard Malcolm's at the start. Malcolm's was very, very good. And then, of course, there was this one as well, which is equally just as good. Neil's post bag, Neil's post bag. Send an email, write a letter. Carry a pigeon and deliver. Neil's post bag, Neil's post bag. Address your missives to itsallcobblers at gmail.com and please don't be beastly. I mean, Gareth from uh, of Gareth and Valerie fame, just superb. Malcolm, of course, yours is also superb. And I, I think there's only one way we can do this. So for the simple fact that Malcolm was first, I'm going to send you a signed 2019-20 shirt for you Malcolm and Gareth and Valerie the ball is for you 
they are on their way to you. Well done. Thank you very Top much to everybody that entered. Can we please brilliant. can we have a video of Gareth and Valerie having a kick around in the garden with the ball, please? Or you don't really do that with sign balls, though, do you? No, not with a sign ball. No, you no. don't do that. Maybe, maybe do a bit of like Harlem Globetrotter spinning on a finger. <laughs> yes, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. That'd be fine. Don't kick it around, though, in the garden. It'll get wet and the names will rub off. NTFC women, daddy. <laughs> yes. What a win again. 7-0 today. 7-0 on uh, on Sunday afternoon. They have they literally just score five, six, seven goals every week. It's amazing. I'm pretty sure that'll keep them top of the league as well. Uh, I will pick out our personal highlight, obviously. Abby Bruin scoring direct from a corner. Oh. I don't think I've ever done that before. Um, Leah Cadone, Emma Billinus, Alex Bartlett, Alex Dix got two, and Charlie Cooper got the seventh. What a win. Again, E-I, E-I, E-I-O. I think Go on, the girls. Could I, could I, I don't know whether you guys um, follow uh, either Abby or Jake on Instagram, but uh, over the weekend, it looked like they, they had a little night out and they were in a little arcade. <laughs> and um, Jake was showing his uh, prowess at the old punching machine. You know, the punch bag thing yeah. that you hit. And uh, he decided to humiliate Abby by... Um, putting up her attempt, which wasn't the greatest. I'll, I'll be honest. Sorry, Abby. But I think Abby has uh, has got her own back. Scoring from a corner. Jake Sharp, can you do that? Yeah. Can you? Don't think you can. can. Anyway, we have got a proper update. Here's Abby. Hi, guys. It's Abby here from the women's team. Just coming on to update you on our game today, um, which was our third league fixture away at Rise Park Ladies. Um, so it was another really solid team performance where we dominated the game from start to finish um, and came away with a 7-0 win. Uh, so we went 3-0 up um, by half time uh, and stayed ruthless to get another four in the second half. So, yeah, obviously really pleased with that. Um, and it, that makes it three wins in three league games um, and also three clean sheets, uh, which is also really important. So that gives us really good momentum going into a really important game for us next Sunday. Um, so we're playing Rotherham, who are a really good side, um, and it will be a really good and really tough test for us. Um, they've played two league games so far and have won both, um, so it should be a really competitive game. Um, but also why it's important is that we're playing at home, um, and by home I mean six fields. Uh, which we're absolutely buzzing about um, and can't wait to get on that pitch. Uh, it would be yeah, brilliant to have you guys um, or if anyone's available to come and support and watch the game. So if you're free to come down, it's a two o'clock kickoff next Sunday. Um, season ticket holders can watch for free um, and so can under 18s. And it's just £3 on the door for over 18. So, yeah, as I say, come and show your support. Um, we've scored 16 goals in our first three games. So I can almost guarantee there will be some goals to see. Thank you very much, Abby. I really hope that doesn't come back to Haunter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only bit. I'm a bit worried. Guaranteed goals by going to watch NTFC women. I mean, yeah, there's going to be goals. I'm sure there will be. Um, if you can, please do get down to Sixfields. It is going to be really, really, really good to see the girls at Sixfields playing on the hallowed turf. Get on down there. 
Get on down there. It will be a cracker. Um, okay, that's it. Thanks very much for listening. Um, go and visit our website, cobblestome.com, or find us on the Fan Hub app. Uh, all of our match previews will be there. And if you want more content from us, you can sign up to the fan club at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. We had a fantastic edition of Danny's quiz this weekend just gone. Um, Danny managed to get the whole way through without making a single mistake this time. Yeah. You you won as well, Charles, again. Again, so yeah. We need more patrons to sign up so that they can come and beat you in the quiz. Please. That's the number one priority. It, it, it's getting a little bit embarrassing now. I win every <laughs> single time. <laughs> Something something must be done. Something I need a challenger. Yes. <laughs> Get Magnus uh, yeah, Magnuson in. <laughs> you can sign up at patreon.com voice slash cobblers to me. Loads of other content on there, including Meet the Staff and our Extra Time podcast bonus episodes. Um, and loads more too. Thank you very much for joining me, Jeffy. It's been lovely having you here again. You're welcome. Anytime. Oh. Danny, thank you for last week and for stepping in and thank you for coming back on form again this week no and worries. for not throwing any giant books at me. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. And uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Come on, Cobblers. There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.